DJ Blake back with another one. Do you think hip hop is evolving? Yes, it, it always evolves, right? So it's part of the evolution we're seeing now. This generation, right? They're not actually forced to sample. They actually could take their keyboard, their drum machine, their laptop, and just create. And so now the beat has no uh, historical reference to it in the sense of, oh, that was a James Brown sample, mm -hmm. that was a Marvin Gaye sample. No, this is, that's just that kid who whether he did Fruity Loops and threw some chord progressions together or whether he sat there on his garage band on his phone and, and, and hit the guitar program that comes with it right. or whatever, the creativity of it is now having this form of originality. Don't you play me like a Steinway, you can't even find it. Feeling hungry like a liar. My next guest not only completed Malcolmore's residency program, he's also part of Totem Star. By the age of 13, his voice was already sounding like Barry White. With that being said, it was a given that his voice was meant for a higher purpose. My next guest is a producer and artist, and he's taking Seattle by storm. Introducing, Kiddis Becto. How you been, Senorita? Been a minute, got leisure. How you been, Senorita? Been a minute, got leisure. Welcome back, everyone. This is DJ Blake, keeping you up to date with all the hottest hip-hop news and sneaker talk. And today, I'm with a very special guest, the one and only, Kittis Fecto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so funny. I, I saw him again. I met you at Totem Star. Which, okay, quickly tell people what Totem Star is, first of all. Totem Star is a nonprofit record label out in West Seattle, and they like help out the youth with like recording and um, studio time, events, uh, and just connecting them with like different, you know, performances and more people and all that. So yeah, right, which is awesome. It's just like the residency. I don't think it's the right word to say on a smaller scale. It's just. It doesn't have the funding as the residency, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. It's all coming together, though. All these different orga organizations and record labels in Seattle are really important. But what I wanted to say was I saw this guy yesterday at a music video shoot, and I accidentally, I accidentally called him Kid Fetus. And I, I, <laughs> I was so dead when I said that. I was like, Kid Fetus? Oh, my God. <laughs> but Kid Esfecto, is that your real name? Is that your stage name? My stage name. Kid Esfecto, what's the meaning behind that? First, the kiddest part is actually my bi like biological my, name. Yeah, like my government <laughs> name. My name is Kiddis McCloud, but Kiddis McCloud. Yeah, that's yeah. dope. <laughs> what? Uh, that sounds like something straight out of Final Fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I was with a friend or whatever, and we was like just in the we was in his car hotboxing or whatever, and like he we just we were just thinking of names and stuff, and I just thought of. Hey, Fecto, you know, I rolled one and Yeah, perfecto! Mamma mia! That's so funny, like, kid oh, is... Kid is Fecto, that one's filthy. Yes. Rolled it, you know, so I just 
been using it ever since. Those both those names are sick. Like who? Do you know any other Kittises? Uh, as a matter of fact, I used to uh, live next to one of my neighbors at my old house, and yeah. he had a, like a um a dog, a younger brother oh. whose name was Kittis, <laughs> and it was his name is spelled the same way too. Wow, yeah. that's crazy. That's actually what is your ethnicity? You're just black or like African American. My mom's from the Caribbean too, so wow. her Caribbean and yeah. Who chose your name? Uh, my father. What? Okay. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. So how did you get involved with Totem Star in the beginning anyways? Well, I heard about it through a few folks in the residency. Okay. And so, and like, after that, I've just been like going there ever since, every day, just making right. beats and all that. That's filthy. You were in the residency, which we've covered is the Malcolm Moore's funded program yeah. and Totem Star. Mm-hmm. What do you see the differences between those two organizations? I feel like in Totem Star, like, they really, like, helps me be a better artist more than the residency, in hmm. a way, you know, like, because yeah. I, because, like, Totem Star is, like, more of a s- smaller program and stuff, and, like, right. the residency has a lot more people, so you can't really, like, focus on Individual. everybody, like, at once, but, like, Totem Star, like, it's more intimate, and, like, people just, like, it's more like a small family, you know, right. like, yeah, so. Are they both non-profit in a way, or do you have to pay to be part of the residency? No, you don't have to be. Right. Yeah. But I heard that. But you get a stipend at the end. For, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. That's dope. $500. Wow. Yeah. And doesn't it end once you're 21 or something for the residency? For the residency, uh, once you turn 19, you can't do it. Oh. For Totem Star, it's 21. Oh, and I'm 20 right now, so I got a year oh, left. Shoot. But that's why I'm making the most of it right, <laughs> right now. You know, like yeah. Why do they do that though? Why do they make it so there's a age stop? I think that's the right word. I don't know, cause they also have like a bunch of youth there, so like yeah, you want to just have you want to get uh, open the space up for like other youth to come in and like mm-hmm. experience what you experience, you know. So the people that run the program, are they also artists in their own way? Yeah, or? yeah. The co-founders are Daniel Pock and Thaddeus Turner. And, like, uh, Thaddeus Turner is actually the music director of um, Digital Pl- Diggable Planets, which is, like, a famous hip-hop group. And, yeah. And Daniel Pock is the uh, lead singer of this band called Core Ions. Okay. So, yeah. That's and dope. As a matter of fact, he's fun to have a show December 6th hey. at the uh, Crocodile at Shout 8 the p.m. You feel me? And I'm going to open up alongside oh. my bro Zozier and uh, nearby and Dude, that's that dope. one. So yeah, it's going to be lit. How many times have you performed now? Like how long? It's been so many times I can't even count. Oh, wow. I've been performing like in high school at like talent shows and stuff. But then like for a while I kind of like took a hiatus from performing and then right. I went back into it recently. So it's been good. Wow, that's crazy. Because there's a lot of people who've been like, "Oh, I I can count them on my fingers because I haven't yeah, done that yeah. many." Wow. Yeah. So are you getting the exposure you need when it comes to making music? Yeah, yeah. Wow. So you're on the, you're just on the right track overall. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so you're more on the producing side, or are you also an art? You you say you're about to perform, so if you make music on like, rap sing. Yeah, or, yeah. I, I produce rap sing, songwrite, all that. So. Dude. Yeah. That's awesome. But I have to say that, like, I feel like I'm a better producer. Right. Okay. Yeah. Which way 
what art form do you feel like you're able to express yourself better through? Um, honestly, like, I don't just uh, put my music in, like, one genre. Right. Like, in a box. Like, I kind of am inspired by, like, all kinds of music. But I love to say my bass is, like, hip-hop. Right. Yeah. So is hip-hop... I'm, I think hip-hop's big in Seattle, but of course there's not that many... There's definitely more bands that have come out of Seattle yeah, versus... Like the grunge yeah. stuff, yeah. So have... What do you think is the prominent genre in Seattle, though? Is it hip-hop? Probably at the moment it's hip-hop. Hmm. But, like, the biggest one I'll have to say is probably, like, grunge still, because there right. was more bands. Like, we still... There's, like, a ton of rappers out there. Right. Who are, like... Or killing it, but like haven't got their big break yet. Mm-hmm. But it's like, yeah, I feel like hip- right now hip hop's the most relevant because we have Macklemore, of course, and we have like artists like Travis Thompson and Lil Mosey like blowing up. Right. But I feel like there's a lot more that, are, right, you know, dope that can make it too. That's insane though. You're literally like, yeah, I've got it though. Like, yeah. so you, <laughs> so you literally have all the resources. And when did you start making music? I started producing when I was like 15. Wow. Yeah, yeah, so. Wow. Yeah. So what is the next step for you, though, now that, like, once you're out of Totem Star, which is like in a year or under a year? Yeah, it's like in a year. What do you plan to see yourself doing next once you've got all the juice and creativity you could have gotten out of Totem Star? Man, I want to go crazy, bro. I want (laughs) to perform at every, like, venue in Seattle. I'm trying to be at Bumper Shoot. I'm yeah. trying to perform at all the block parties because, like, I'm trying to go crazy by in, like, two to three years. Yeah. You know? like, yeah. People are excited to see, though. When you walk in your room, they're like, oh, shit, Kenneth is here. What the <laughs> hell? So you've able to, you've been able to make a name for yourself, right? Yeah, hopefully, yeah, a little bit. How know? do you go about doing that? Because some, some artists, they struggle promoting themselves, which in turn makes it hard for them to connect with other people. And I've just been, like, uh, just been performing it at as many ve- performing like my snippets of songs like right. at as many venues as possible and I've been making like promo videos for like upcoming singles and everything so that's how I mean like getting out there a little right. bit yeah so do you when you record and edit and everything is that all at Totem Star or do you have another place that you go to work on all that no I like mix and all that stuff there and just Cause I get like assistance from like the teaching artists mm-hmm. there and everything when it comes to the mixing, but um, yeah, that's like my right. main place. Yeah. What makes you stand out compared to other artists? Do you feel like? Well, I feel like I just stand out. Period. Cause I just got a deep ass voice. Damn, like, bro! I know. Like, like <laughs> my voice has been this deep ever since I was like thirteen. Oh so, like, sh! No way! Yeah, like, oh my like, god! Like I was walking up in eighth grade, like hey, everybody was like, "Bro, what the hell?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So, do you see a lot of artists doing the residency and Totem Star, or is it more one or the other? I um, I know a lot of people that have done both programs, but right. I know some people that have just done the residency and done right. just done Totem Star. So do you, I don't know if you openly recommend one over the other, do you? Do you feel like you had to do both to make you feel more comfortable with what you're doing now? Or do you think one, you said Totem Star was more one-on-one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad I did both. Right. Honestly, because 
if I didn't do totem or if I wasn't a part of totem star like I don't think like this music that I'm making right now would ever like right know, you know like because like the music I was making at the residency like it was cool but it wasn't like what I'm making now like, right you know like right my music's way better like I feel way more confident about myself and I see people singing along to these songs I'm making now in like yeah. 10 years you know so yeah yeah. Do you have to try out to be in Totem Star or Residency? Or can you just, if you uh, apply, you just join up? Uh, for the Residency, you have, you do have to audition. And that's like, they do like auditions like a couple weeks beforehand. But hmm. if you want to be in Totem Star, you can just walk in. But you have to be like in a certain age range. Right. Like, you can't be you like 10. Be, yeah, you can't be like 30 walking up and be <laughs> like, hey, can I be a part of Totem Star? <laughs> They'll be like, nah, but if you like in high school or like you know like anywhere from like 14 to like 21 you're good right yeah. but the reason why I started this podcast of course because I want to help up and coming artists but also yeah. I'm such a huge rap fan and I'm looking up I look at rap blogs still stuff like that like I'm all the, I'm all the time looking at new hip hop and stuff singles that come out every day yeah. and I love Seattle but I before I started this podcast I literally knew maybe like one or two Seattle artists. Really? Yeah, like I didn't see like I'm when I say I'm obsessed with hip hop, I'm obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. So if am I if I'm personally not hearing about all these Seattle artists, mm-hmm. that probably means there's a ton of other people who don't know about all these artists either, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my thing is I think what Totem Star is doing is great. But I go into that building and it's like a tiny little area for like yeah. these talented <laughs> musicians. Like what is up with that? Um well right now like they're like working towards like getting their own like studio right because like that's like a part of like a community like a it's like a YMCA yeah 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 it used to be a school but yeah it's like this one room that they're like renting out and everything Mm -hmm. so yeah but they're definitely looking for like a bigger space to get right yeah do you think that Totem Star and the Residency get promoted enough, though? Um, like, do you think they're maxing out on the amount of artists they can get, or do you think not enough people know about those programs quite yet? I mean, I'd have to say, like, for the Residency, like, I feel like people are knowing about it a little more because Michael Moore's name right. is a part of it and like you see Travis Thompson's blowing up he's mm-hmm. on the beats he's at the BT Awards and everything like so like I feel like people are starting to like hear about the residency a lot more for those reasons but mm-hmm. like Totem Star like I feel doesn't get as much shine because they don't have the Michael Moore like oh, the glamour shit yeah, yeah. yeah that's weird though I've but been, at some point though, like Totem Star is gonna be on the uh, yeah. like, people gonna know Totem Star. It has a great foundation. I, yeah. Cause I'm gonna say this: when I blow up and when I get on top, like I'm gonna make sure like people know where like I was making all this shit at, you know. So. Yeah. For sure, that's important. Cause like, I hate using this example, but the last guy to blow up is Little Mosey, you know. Yeah, yeah. And he does not put on for Seattle really. Yeah. So it's important <laughs> for to find artists who are willing to be like. On film, I'm going to help Seattle and promote Totem Star once I make it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What has Seattle done for you as an artist? The city as itself. Like, what 
what inspirations have you gained from Seattle? I have to say, like, because the music scene out here is not as big right now. Right. So, like, it's made me, like, work a lot harder in my craft and all that. And it's made me, like, just push and everything. But, like, I'm not, like, influenced by too many Seattle artists right now. Right. But I know, like, eventually, like, I should, you know, like, get more in tune with it. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of the artists I'm influenced by are, like, artists from like Cleveland or like Kid Cudi. Kid Cudi, I was about to say Kid Cudi. Yeah, 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 or artists <laughs> like Kanye and stuff. Yeah. But like, I, I know like, I want to listen to like more Seattle-based yeah. artists at some point, so like, yeah. Do you think there's a stigma behind listening to SoundCloud artists or even Seattle artists that are coming up? Like, do you think it's harder for people to listen to them because they don't have that shine of have made it yet? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. I think it's weird, because it's almost like people are like, oh, they've made it? Okay, I'll listen to their music. But if you're like, oh, I'm an up-and-coming artist, they're like, uh, get back yeah, to me when you made like, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they have to, like, you got to have, like, a some famous person, like, feature on yeah. your tracks, and then that's what's going to get everybody, like, yeah. on your shit. But. but that's what's happened with Seattle, I think. I don't think... Because there's tons of artists that come through Seattle to perform and all that. Mm -hmm. But I think Seattle artists, when they do make it, they do a good job of doing it on their own terms. Because they're not... You don't see, like, Little Mosey reaching out to Drake. And and that's how he blew up. Like, Chris Brown helped him after he already had a name for himself. But, like, how long... Didn't Malcolm... Wasn't Malcolm around for a long-ass time before he, like, actually blew up? Yeah. Yeah, I heard, like, he was just... Just... To um, grind, grinding for like years, and then like he just finally blew up like yeah. around like four years ago or five years ago, right. or something like that. Yeah. But people should understand and appreciate the grind. I think for I don't real. think a lot of people get that. Cause like no cap, I was listening to Malcolm Moore before like he became like the dude that made Can't Hold Us right. and Thrift Shop. Like right. and his music was actually good. Yeah. But then, like, once he made Thrift Shop, I was just like, ah. Uh, 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 <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's like a sellout type song, in a way. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think it's, because for, like, working at the station even, like, being around, like, the radio hosts, mm-hmm. like, listening to them growing up, working with them, I'm like, oh, wow, that's crazy. I can't believe I'm, I've made it to this point even. Yeah, what yeah, was yeah. it like? After listening to Malcolm for so long, being part of the residency, it was pretty dope. Like <laughs> when I heard about it, I was like, "Oh, we're gonna be Malcolm And then like I met him and stuff, and it was like pretty cool. And then yeah. after a while, I just got used to it, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it's so funny. That's what happens, though. It's so yeah, cool. Yeah, it's a yeah. cool feeling, though. For real. Oh, that's just Malcolm down there. What? <laughs> <laughs> Does he do a good job of being one on one with each artist, or is it more just like? Hey, I I know I remember your name. Hey, Kittis, or are you able to actually sit down with them for a little bit and maybe express your goals? Actually, to keep it a buck with you, like um, when we're at the program, like we have these teaching artists, like Malcolm Moore's, like his name's on like part of the residency and all that. Right. But it's like we have these teaching artists who we actually like are more connected with mm-hmm. because they like they're with us like every day. Like Malcolm Moore, like pops up like once you know throughout the program just to say what's up just to check in on what we're doing and like 
the progress we've made but right. we work with like artists like uh jace and uh elisa her name's spicy and um like the year i was in there's this mc her name's maddie she was up uh, from uh, california and yeah. everything like we were working with them more often yeah. that's dope though yeah. still to have even artists that's a huge thing to have artists to come down to help with other artists like mm-hmm. that's think something people need to For real. to be like oh i made it i don't want you to struggle like how i struggled let yeah, me yeah. give you this little push mm-hmm. you know yeah. but i want to i'm still trying to figure out malcolmore because it's cool that he has that program and all that but people like i've talked to are saying the reason why he's yet the in a way he's not really relevant right now mm-hmm. and people are saying the reason that is is because he he kind of tried to be like the face of Seattle, yeah. but didn't completely have the fan base for it. Mm-hmm. How do you think you should go around doing that differently? Because he blew up, but he didn't stay relevant because he didn't have all of Seattle rocking with him at that point. Like, what do you think? What have you? What can you learn from Malcolm Moore that you're going to do differently? I'm gonna have to think about that question. Can right. you come back to me with that? No, yeah, it's fair. Yeah, that's yeah, fair. Yeah, I'm gonna have to think about it because I know what it, I know exactly how like I want to give back to the city and everything, but it's like, yeah, I'm gonna have to think about no, that one. Yeah, that's completely sure. fair yeah. though. Mm-hmm. It's a big question. So, what were your inspirations to start music? You started in 15. Do you think that was a good age for you? Do you looking back? Do you think you started? old enough or do you think you wish it started even earlier than that I'm actually glad I started at 15 you know like um I was in this piano class and we had like a uh a, a class we we was in we had like pianos and all that stuff and in the back we had like midis and max and all that stuff and we were just the teacher thought it would be dope if we could make like a hip-hop project yeah you know? and yeah. so so we did that and we had to make our own beat and like he gave us like the outline of like how to make a beat like and how to make like a hi-hat pattern a kick pattern and all that stuff so i did that and i just got hooked on it ever since and i would like produce for people um in my school who rapped like they would just because it was in a basement and like they would just come down to the basement every day and like i would just crank out like five beats (laughs) and shit and like they would all rap on them yeah, so, so are you able to sell your beats now at all or well I haven't sold any yet but I'm gonna get to that right very soon it's all about the passion right now yeah, building yeah. up to it like mm-hmm. like what's the point of selling beats if you've not even completely made it yet yeah, like, yeah. oh yeah I can sell you beats but is your name out there yet yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's really interesting you started music because of like school in a way yeah well i always loved music right throughout my whole life ever since i was like a toddler you know but i didn't like know i wanted to like make this my career until right like high school you know what high school did you go to franklin franklin yes kenny g went there yes yeah dude i've been talking like people in He's our generation yes that was he brought the clips back together for that yeah. too oh my <laughs> dude i'm trying to get an interview with him he's coming to um kenny g's coming to seattle i don't even know if he lives in seattle right now but i know he's coming to perform in seattle in, in december oh 
Dude, if I can get him, that's insane. Yeah, that would be spooky. But I think what's really weird, shout out Kenny G, if you if you ever watch this, please, yeah. let me interview you. <laughs> but I think it's weird that this, this generation of kids, like, I'm like, yo, you guys know Kenny G's from Seattle, right? They're like, who's Kenny G? I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> there's actually so, there's so many great legends from Seattle. I know, bro, like, it's crazy. It's and you could be the next one. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. Are you able? Going after right now. Yes. Yeah. Do you are you do you do a good job with connecting with other artists though? Like yeah. outside of the residency in Tone Star. Yeah, I love to like meet rappers. Like, um, whenever I like I'm on the bus or something, right. I'm on the train, like, and I just hear somebody saying that, oh, I'm a rapper. Like, I just want to, I want to get their info yes. as soon as possible. <laughs> I want to be like, yo. Because I want to connect with as many artists as possible. His his voice might be intimidating, but he's he's a teddy bear. He wants to talk to you. He wants to give you a hug. <laughs> so, do you when you make music, do you almost use your voice as an instrument then? Because it's so like bassy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love to like um, sing bass on my tracks all the boom, time. Boom, boom. Sometimes people don't even want me to like write lyrics. They just want me to just use my voice. You know? like, <laughs> oh my god! You know, like, <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. You, you being a beatboxer would be dope. Can yeah. you beatbox, bro? <laughs> Actually, no cap, I can't. Damn, dude, you'd be a dope ass beatboxer. That's some like Dougie Fresh shit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. So as you grow as a person and as an artist, how exactly do you expect to or plan? to use your platform to get back to Seattle and how what messages are you trying to portray through your music um, I'm trying to like create like the tour for Seattle that's like Seattle inspired and all that and just make it feel like you know just give it that Seattle vibe yeah. you know like no cap um, I'm actually I'm working on two two projects right now, but the third project I'm coming out with is gonna be like a Seattle-based album and shit. And I'm gonna like try to uh, listen to like more grunge and like right. mix in the grunge with like the hip hop yeah. and like listen to more other like Seattle artists and stuff. Cause like I know that Seattle for a while had like a jazz scene. Yes, I want to get into that. Yeah, like, and check that out. So I just wanted to Dude. just get inspired and just. You're a dope okay. guy. What the Thank fuck? <laughs> I like that you're so open-minded and you want you actually like want to help portray Seattle and like yeah, yeah, yeah. every part of it. Yeah. Like that's really big, do. dude. Like for my podcast, I even try to talk I literally the other day I gave my last business card even. Really? Dude was like a nice sneaker shop right here and I wanted I was like, should I give my business card to the sneaker shop? Or this homeless guy that keeps trying to talk to me. <laughs> I gave it to the homeless guy. Because yeah, so. he was dope as fuck though. Like People try to like dehumanize even homeless people, but homeless people still have things to offer to you. Facts. It's, it's just, Seattle is such a great city, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like, just gotta find a way to just come together and just go crazy. Right. So what is something that you do see wrong with Seattle? Is it the connection? Do you see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause a lot, I, like I said, like, I know, I've been meeting so many dope artists out here, man. Like, right. That I just feel like they need to be like, famous right now yeah know? and you remember that year when like florida had a big run with like x and yeah like, ski mask and all that like i could see that for seattle cause, i can because i've met like hundreds of artists yes. it's like we're not blowing up like it don't make sense to me right you know like 
It's, yeah. it's the connection thing. Yeah. That's the yeah. only thing. But I can I can definitely see that. But yeah. I I think it's just the connecting and you know throwing events like inviting artists to perform at shows with you that are not even from Seattle like maybe like Everett or Tacoma yeah. Kent mm-hmm. like it's just all about connecting with artists you know yeah, yeah, and yeah. are you selective of what you're putting out right now like do you have like a lot of vaulted music that you're just waiting for the right time to put out or yeah, how does that yeah. work well um, right now I'm working on my first project which is called Feels Good to Be On Juno and like I have like my whole track list right now like ready I just need to get the mixing done right. I have I had like a few throwaways on there there was supposed to be like two other tracks on there that I was right. gonna add but I had to throw them away I was just like nah it's good to be like that though work, you know like yeah <laughs> yeah so do you collab with a lot of local artists like Nestor or anyone like that or right. do you just know them and you're able you're friendly with them um both as as a matter of fact um i haven't collabed with nestra yet Dude, but i should. would love to because <laughs> like i'd be telling him like bro your shit's fire like his yeah. melodies go crazy so did you meet him through the residency or outside of the residency and you just be like oh i was in the residency also i met him in the residency yeah because we did it we did it the third year right and then we were both on the like because in the residency it's like split up because yeah. they have like the vocal track and then the uh, production track and the vocal you do like the writing and the singing and all that stuff and the rapping and the vocal you or the production that you do like beat making all that stuff so we was like in the vocal together and everything but he, he's he's one talented dude you know, dude yeah if you don't know Nestra check him <laughs> out Dope. for sure that's yeah. <laughs> so do you have music people can check out right now though yeah yeah yeah. i have a soundcloud right now i don't have my shit's not on all platforms like i, don't, <laughs> I ain't got no apple music or spotify yet but that'll be it's all coming soon. it's all coming yeah so what is some advice that you have for up-and-coming seattle artists creators influencers uh just to stay focused um connect with as many people as possible don't listen to haters because the people that are like talking on the shit like oh you can't do it uh your music sucks they can't do it themselves right like that's true like you keep keep working and doing what you love to do make music you want to make and you're just you'll be in a way like better state you know yeah that's true how often are you in the studio writing Producing, mixing. Every day. Oh like, shit! Okay. Day, like, Monday through Friday, just constantly. <laughs> yeah. That's good. I like hearing that because some people are like, oh, "I'm pretty busy right now, so maybe once a week." Yeah. You, you were just every nah, day. Nah, that ain't no once a week for me. Man. <laughs> I gotta get the shit out, man. Like for real. Dang, that's that's good though. Like, do you have a? How do you focus on music, but and also your daily life though? How can you work on those together at the same time? Are they difficult to manage, or? Uh, well, right now I'm, I'll, I'll admit I'm an unemployed, but I'm I recently just uh, started as like a assistant at Totem Star, so like it's been good. It's like been my first week, but for a while I was like unemployed, so like 
the only thing I was doing was just going to the studio, right? Just like and producing and stuff. I kind of have that mindset as you, though, in my opinion. I think, for me personally, I feel like if you're not going to go to school for music, yeah. you should find a job that helps you out in music in some way. Yeah. Like, for me, I chose the radio station over mm-hmm. school because I was going to school for radio. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, even... Think about this. You can literally, if you're a guitarist or anything like that, literally work at, like, Guitar Center, you know? Yeah. Because you might even get a discount on the next thing you need for your music, you know? So I just think it's not, as long as you're working every single day, like, that's still work. You're you're on the grind, you know? You're paving the way for music to come. And it's not like you're just lollygagging, oh, I'm in the studio once a week and I'm unemployed. Yeah, for You know? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't think it should be frowned upon if you're actually working really hard, because putting out music and touching people like with your music that's actually a hard thing to do yeah it is cause anyone could just rap about money guns hoes yeah and not have it mm-hmm. you know yeah so when you're in the studio every day you know how to use your voice and tell realism with your music you know yeah 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 cause that's what she, I think hip hop's going through that phase where like you're almost starting to get shunned if you're just making up stuff people yeah. I don't like to say, like, real rap or, like, backpack rap, but, like, the genre of rap where it's just, like, you're more meticulous about what you say is really important. For real. Yeah. But, but I see that in you. You're pro- you're artist, producer. Yeah. Like, I love seeing that. Like, It's actually, that's still, believe it or not, I don't see that many artists slash producers in greater Seattle. Wow. I see m- most of the people are either an artist or a producer. Mm-hmm. The last interview I just did, though, which was really crazy. Yeah. Lorelai. I just interviewed this girl named Lorelai. Yeah. And her boyfriend is her producer. That's crazy. Like, that's kind of, that's a sick that's collab. Dope. Yeah. But it's, mm-hmm. it's all about making connections in Seattle, being true to yourself. And yeah. like I said, just like you said, don't listen to the haters, you know? Nah, the naysayers and all that shit, man. No. And Seattle's all about helping the entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. That's what Seattle is all about, you know? Yeah. So, did you think about the question I asked about what you want to do differently between what Malcolm Moore did blowing up and what you want to do? Um, I'm going to answer it the best way I can, and I'm just say like... Uh, I feel I feel like I'm gonna represent Seattle in a better way. Like I feel like he represents Seattle, but I don't think he like fully represented like Seattle. Right. You know, like I wanna be that one to like fully represent the city and like make some music that's like really authentic to the people and give right. it that Seattle like vibe and all that shit you know cause yeah and this artist is actually from Seattle I like to like I've said before I like to call everything Seattle like even greater Seattle like mm-hmm. Tacoma everywhere around I like to call that Seattle but this artist is in the heart of the city so he knows what's going on he knows all the artists that are coming in and out of Seattle so yeah. 
if you want to connect with this artist, he's a really important artist to know. Mm-hmm. What is something about you that you can't express through your music or haven't expressed through your music yet that someone might not know about you? Uh, just like probably like more personal things like my like my upbringing, like where I was from and all that stuff, and which I will like talk about in my album coming out next year. So just like just like my childhood, my where I grew up, how I was in school, like and how I wanted to, how I was more focused on music than I was in school because right. I, I wasn't interested in like lessons right. all the time. So because I would just constantly hear melodies in my head and just run down to the studio or run down to the basement like I said earlier and yeah. just create because school thing wasn't like it didn't interest me you right know, like yeah so so what I'm hearing is you live and breathe music it's a, it makes you who you are as a person yes that's yeah. dope <laughs> that's dope yeah so what are some final words you have for Seattle kids I'm dropping out I'm gonna be dropping pickup game, bounce pass, um, about a month or two. Uh, I'm gonna be dropping feels good to be on Juno next year, so be on the lookout for that and just some more great music. And uh, shout out to Seattle, shout out to Totem Star, shout out to the Residency as well. And you know we just gonna just take over, you know. Yes. Yes. What is the easiest way to reach you? Uh, Instagram. I got a Snapchat, and you could listen to my music on SoundCloud. So yeah. And it's all Kid Esfecto. Yeah, yeah. And how do you spell that for people who might not know how to? K i d d u s f e c t o. Kid Esfecto. Yeah. This is DJ Blake and. Kid Esfecto. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> DJ Blake.